Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it as we roll into hour number two of the program. Thanks so much for spending a portion of your day with us here on KMOX during Sports Open Line. Here's what we got coming up this hour. We're going to be joined by uh, Ben Arnett. He's going to join us in about uh, 10, 15 minutes or so. He is the sports director at KOMU-TV in Columbia, and we'll get uh, his thoughts on the Mizzou Tigers, who had a really, really strong performance against South Carolina. And, man, do they look legit, completely, totally, all the way, kind of in that upper echelon of the SEC, legit. It's been a lot of fun seeing what the Tigers have uh, turned into this year. So Ben's going to join us here in just a little while. Uh, We will have our weekly conversation uh, conducted with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be coming up at about uh, 730. And Hancock and Kelly are going to make their way in for the final segment. I just spoke with them a few moments ago. They are in the house We've got uh, a fun topic to get to during our uh, final segment of the program. That's going to be coming up in just a little while. If you've listened to me very much, you, you, you've probably gotten the indication. I, I am one of the last ones to put meaning to much of anything. I, I'm always the guy saying, well, what, is, what does that win mean? What does that loss mean? What does that performance mean? And I go, eh, not a whole lot. We gotta wait a little longer. We're not, not we're not gonna know who they are until this point. I'm I'm the opposite of a hot take guy. My I, I just I, I sit back and I let things develop and then I can say, well, you know what? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago when we saw that, well now we can kind of retroactively say, okay, that meant something. But in the moment, I have a really hard time jumping all over something. From a good perspective or from a bad perspective, I am a sit back and let's see what this really means kind of guy. Update, the Texas Rangers have a one nothing lead on the Houston Astros of a Corey Seager home run in the uh, in the first inning. So a lot of people rooting for the Rangers. There, there you go. And the Diamondbacks are just about ready to finish off the Phillies. So I say all that about the, um, you know, putting meaning to things. Uh, as we begin kind of a quick conversation about the St. Louis blues. And, and if you've got any thoughts on the blues and, and if you will, we'll certainly um, we'll certainly 
Take your phone calls, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I was pleasantly, I don't know if surprised is the word. I just, I was appreciative of the effort that the Blues put on the ice on Saturday night. That's such like a mom thing to say, isn't it? Good effort, guys. But I I appreciated the bounce back that they had. And right now where I'm at on the Blues is I think they have the potential to be an okay team. I think they got the potential to be a team that's flirting with the playoffs going into the the final stretch of the season. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, they get into the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs – Anything can happen. I don't really look at this team as being a legit contender for the Stanley Cup, but you know what? Maybe they maybe they win a series in the playoffs. I don't know. But that to me, that's the ceiling. That's as high as it's going to go for this team, barring something just very crazy and very unexpected happening. Unfortunately, the floor for this team, while the ceiling only gets, you know, yay high, the floor for this team could be pretty low. If if they put together performances like they had against the Coyotes and do that very often, this is not going to be a good season for this team. So where we're at right now, four games into the season, and I'm the guy that's going to tell you we not, we're not really going to know much about this team for at least a month, maybe longer than that. Once you get 20, 25 games into the season, then we can start making some assessments of who they are that at this point really all you want to make sure is that you don't go into any sort of long losing streak, that you don't put yourself into any type of deep hole where it's going to be hard to climb out of the way that they did last year. I was I, I, I was appreciative that they were able to bounce back from that Coyotes loss and get the win against the Penguins 4-2 on Saturday. And I don't know what that means. I don't think it means a whole lot of anything. But right now, I want to see this team not go into any type of prolonged losing streak, and I want to see the character come out from this team. And I want this to be an interesting team all season long. Uh, this is a comment that I've gotten from a lot of people this year. A lot of people. I, I was talking with someone, uh, I was talking with a friend the other day who's a, uh, who I consider to be a pretty big Blues fan. And I said to him, what, what, what are your thoughts on the Blues? And he's been following along. He you know watches the games, pays attention to the games, but there just seems to be this overwhelming feeling of, eh, that's that's the feeling that I get from people on the Blues this year. A whole lot of, eh. So at this point in time, what you got to do is you have to play to a point to get people interested because I think I don't think the interest is overly high in this team right now, largely because. They weren't very good last year, and you look at the roster of what they had last year, and you look at the roster as it is right now, and you start to say to yourself, is this roster really that much better than it was last year? Now, here's how you make the argument that it is. The way that you make the argument that the team is significantly better this year than it was last year is you say, young guys who are your big part part of your core, like a Robert Thomas and a Jordan Cairo, that those guys are clearly, clearly going to take a step forward. And these are super talented guys who did not play to the level that you expect them to play and that they're going to be the you know face of the franchise kind of guys and that they're going to take big steps forward. So 
if they play a lot better this year than they did last year, then you're better. You look at the defense and you look at Pareko and what he's done so far this year. Look at Tory Krug and what he did last year and what he can be. You look at even at Justin Falk and, and at Nick Letty and you say, last year defensively, this team really underachieved. And now they've got some guys. They've got some guys with experience. They've got guys who are clearly better than what they were last year. And these guys are going to take a step forward. And then we talk about Jordan Bennington and talk about his ability to be just that more consistent guy on a night-in, night-out basis, which isn't really something he's done in the regular season uh, during his career that much. So that's that's the equation to make the argument that this team is a whole lot better than they were last year. But just from a raw standpoint, from a roster standpoint, like no disrespect meant to somebody like Kevin Hayes, who's brought in during the offseason, no disrespect to some other you know players on the team who, who, who were brought back, like – it just it from a from a kind of a neutral perspective i think you would look at it and say well they they they're not really built to be that much better than last year so they get that win against the penguins that's a nice win that's a good performance they don't allow the way that they played against arizona to uh, permeate into other games moving forward. They they respond to it. There's a lot of talk uh, that morning after the Arizona loss. So that on Friday, you know, during Friday's show, we played a lot of audio from Craig Berube, and he talked about you know getting into uh, the film room and looking to fix things immediately. Like they did all that stuff, and then they followed that up with a nice win against a pretty good Pittsburgh team. And now the next challenge is here. You know that if the challenge there was coming off a your worst performance of the year against Arizona and correcting many of those things in the next game. If that's the challenge, the next challenge is now going on your first long road trip of the year. And it's not an easy road trip. Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, and then you finish it off with with Colorado, a really good Colorado team. What can they can they win a couple of those games? Can they make sure not to get swept? What what do they look like at the end of this trip? And that's the next thing that we're going to be looking at to evaluate them. And then once you get through the month of November, you start to say, okay, does this team really have the opportunity? Does this team really have the potential to be a team that can contend for a playoff spot this year? I don't have that answer right now. I'm not going to lie to you. People who are going to sit here and tell you that they, that they know one way or another on this team, they don't. It, there's just no way to know on this team right now of just how good they can be. But let's see if they can follow up that good win against the uh, Penguins with another good win coming up tomorrow night when they are going to match up against Winnipeg. We'll talk some Missouri football coming up in just a moment. Ben Arnett, he's the sports director at KOMU-TV. He will join us on the program. That's next. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A great bar sports open line continues on right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. Tiger fans are pretty happy right now. Mizzou is 7-1 and one and coming off a really impressive last two weeks. It started with a 38-21 win in Lexington against Kentucky, and then they followed that up with a 34-12 win against South Carolina this past Saturday, and now they get into maybe their toughest, toughest two weeks of the season when they'll take on Georgia and Tennessee, respectively, once they return uh, coming off a bye week. November 4th is when they're going to match up against Georgia. We're going to go back to the Quiver River Electric guest line. Very happy to welcome on to the program. He is the Sports Director at uh, KOMU-TV in Columbia. He is Ben Arnett. You follow him on uh, Twitter at Ben, A-R-N-E-T-K-O-M-U. Ben, thanks for uh, taking some time. Welcome back onto the program. Hey, no problem. Anytime. How important were these last two weeks where it really felt like two wins and it turns into a fantastic season, two losses, and maybe you go down a path you really didn't want to go this year, one and one, somewhere in between. But it really feels – I've been calling it kind of the crossroads moment of the season, and they come through 2-0 and these last two weeks. Yeah, and, you know, they, they won two really different games. I mean, <clears throat> two weeks ago, obviously, they fall behind 14 nothing at Kentucky. But that's a game where this team proves that it can go on the road and win in a tough place to play in a place that Missouri had not won in some time. They hadn't won at Kentucky in 10 years. And, and look, I understand that Commonwealth stadium is not the most intimidating environment in the sec, but it's a tough place to play when they have 60,000 people in there. Uh, and that's a really good, solid, well-coached team. That's what you always hear about Kentucky. You're not going to turn down a road win in Lexington at all, especially when you fall behind by two touchdowns and have to kind of pull some tricks out of the bag in order to make that work, which they did. And then, you know, this past Saturday, that was a classic take-care-of-business game. I mean, can you uh, come home, not overlook a struggling South Carolina team when you know you've got a week off and it's a Missouri team that's been banged up the last couple of weeks at that point in the season where several guys are just fighting through bumps and bruises and key guys like Cody Schrader and, and uh, Brady Cook and Luther Burden and others – and they put their heads down and they got through it. Didn't play their best football in the second half, but found a way to win. And now they get a chance to chill for a week and set things up for that huge showdown in Athens on November 4th. 
220 rushing yards led by Cody Schrader's 159. Brady Cook had 64 in there. A couple touchdowns for Schrader. He's the uh, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. One of his linemen, Javon Foster, the SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Uh, that's about as dominating as a of a ground performance against an SEC opponent as we've seen in a while for Missouri. Yeah, and it really highlights the offensive line, and that's probably one of the biggest keys for the Tigers in the last month or so. I mean, obviously, you know, Cook and Burden and Weiss and Schrader, and, and then those those guys are going to get a lot of the headlines. And, of course, defensively, when you have players like Chris Abrams-Drain, Tyron Hopper, Darius Robinson making the plays that they make, that gets the attention. But it, it's the offensive line and the way they've been able – to really improve steadily week by week since the beginning of the season. If you go back to the first two, three games of the year, the offensive line was a liability, and Eli Drinkwitz was just kind of you know, shaking his head after just about every game with the, the inability for that group to come together consistently. But they've been able to get that thing straightened out. And you mentioned Javon Foster. He's turned into one of the best offensive linemen in the conference. He's certainly got the experience. They've been able to bring that group together. Some of the younger guys have, have really developed in the last three to four weeks, and they're playing like a cohesive unit and one that's able to pave the way for Cody Schrader, who's a guy that two years ago nobody had ever heard of, and now he's a leading rusher in the Southeastern Conference. That says a lot. You go back a few weeks, and this is no disrespect to, to Cody Schrader, and obviously he doesn't get to that point in terms of his league rankings just based off one game, but I think most people, when they thought about the Missouri offense, they thought about the passing game. They thought about you know Brady Cook to, to Luther Burden, and now you have one of these type of games. What does that do for the team moving forward where uh, – their opponents are going to have to to go in and game plan to for a Missouri offense that can beat them in the air or on the ground. It's it's been the the key to the entire offense and, and the improvement this year has been you know what can Missouri do that forces teams to not just say well we're just going to take number three away we're going to shut down Luther Burden and there's no way they can beat us the Kentucky game two weeks ago obviously proved that whether it's Theo Weiss whether it's Brett Norfleet at the tight end position popping up the last couple of weeks and providing Missouri with some production there, whether it's Cody Schrader and uh, at times Nate Pete also stepping up in the running game, uh, getting behind that offensive line and, and, and causing production, that just opens things up uh, for a player like Luther Burden, and it, and it, it makes Missouri a multidimensional offense. You, you can't just fixate on one thing, and that's a big part of what's led to the success. This is probably more of an NFL thing than a college football thing, but there are some teams, some coaches, some coaching staffs that you give them two weeks to prepare and they're going to put together one heck of a game plan. Does does that at all apply to, to Coach Drinkwitz and his staff as they get ready for a really tough Georgia opponent? I'm sure they hope it does. I mean, it gives them two weeks to sit back and, and wonder whether or not Brock Bowers is going to play and try to watch every single report about if he's going to get back early. Uh, the, the dominant tight end for, for Georgia. I don't know. I mean, I know they're going to spend a whole lot of time uh, recruiting because that's the lifeblood of the program. They're probably going to be sitting around at uh, 4 o'clock on Wednesday with all eyes on St. Louis U High. I know that for sure, um, <laughs> which doesn't factor into uh, the game plan for Georgia at all. But, you know, Eli Drinkwitz and the new offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore, they like to tinker. You know, those two have a really good relationship and you give them an extra week to eat up as much tape as they can, they're going to look for anything that they can, that they can find. Uh, and, and, you know, as we saw a couple of weeks ago in Lexington from that special teams play, 
the Luke Bauer fake punt throw, you know, they're going to do what all coaches do. They're going to look for any little tendency or any little opportunity to put something new and different in there. And an extra week never hurts when you're doing that. Do you have a, um, a prediction on Ryan Wingo? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't do the crystal ball thing. Uh, I, I, I know this. They've got a ton of recruiting momentum right now. And with the new state law that allows uh, high school kids who sign with a Missouri high school to start making NIL money as soon as they sign, you know, you got a situation there where any high school kid in the state can start making money on December 21st, early signing day being December 20th. That basically gives them a five to six month jump on their earning potential uh, as a college athlete. I don't know why you wouldn't with yeah. the momentum that Missouri has. I, I I knew that. Do other states have a law like that, or is Missouri alone? Missouri was at the forefront of that. I haven't seen anything recently where any other state has adopted something similar. I know Missouri caught a little bit of heat for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I, I know that some of the comments from media days all the way back in July, the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, Greg Sankey, was not happy with that law being implemented. But it's something that the university leadership and the state leadership with Curtis Gregory, former Missouri football player who now uh, serves as a politician in Jefferson City, uh, got together and they saw an opportunity to do something there. And I think that's a big part of why they got Williams Winery out of Lee's Summit. And, you know, I, I would not be shocked if Missouri takes another stab at the dominant running back from Hannibal, Aeneas Williams, uh, who is verbally committed to Notre Dame right now. But we talk about the running game, Cody Schrader and Nate Pete. They're two guys that are going to be gone after this season, and Missouri doesn't have a ton, a ton of depth at running back. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Missouri takes another run at him. God forbid Missouri has any type of advantage in the SEC, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have a ton. Uh, last thing for you before we get you out of here, uh, basketball media day held uh, last week. Season's going to get started here very, very soon. I know from a uh, from a top 25 perspective and a preseason SEC rankings perspective, Missouri wasn't ranked high, but, man, it feels like anybody who's close to the program feels like this could be another really good year for the Tigers. Yeah, they don't, they don't get that attention on first blush because they don't have that Kobe Brown guy, that future pro, future first-round draft pick. And so a lot of people are just kind of, eh, well, they're, obviously they're not going to be as good as they were last year. They've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot more height. There are two seven-footers on this team. They've got an incoming class of freshmen that are really talented, might not contribute right away, but the transfers, that's who you keep your eye on. Uh, I got a chance to talk to Tamar Bates last week. That is a guy, a Kansas City area kid who transferred in from Indiana. Uh, who was kind of stuck behind some other guys in the depth with the Hoosiers, but he's got a chance to come in and, and I think contribute right away. And don't forget about the guys who are coming back. I mean, uh, Noah Carter and Nick Honor are extremely highly motivated to get this team to another level this season. And Dennis Gates, I mean, you know him. He just kind of stays back in the shadows. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't thump his chest very much. But he's got his eyes on everything, and I think he feels pretty good about his team this year. He is Ben Arnetti, is the sports director at KOMU Channel 8 in Columbia. Ben, thanks so much uh, for the time. We'll uh, talk again real soon. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Awesome. That's Ben Arnett joining us, uh, giving his thoughts on the Tigers coming off a really nice win against South Carolina. And now they get a couple weeks to uh, prepare for Georgia. And hmm, 
maybe, just maybe, uh, Ryan Wingo is going to uh, become a Tiger moving forward. We will have to wait and see. When we return, we are going to hear from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Our weekly conversation with him provided to us uh, from our sister station in Kansas City. We'll hear that coming up in just a moment as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Starting to his right. He's holding it, fires it late. He's got Mark Fosvaldo scanling. Right sideline, 10, 5, stretches out with the left shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. No flags on the field. This one stands for 46 yards. The great Mitch Holtis on the call across the Chiefs radio network as heard right here on KMOX as we continue on with a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Each week we uh, play back a conversation that uh, Patrick Mahomes does exclusively with our sister station in Kansas City, 610 Sports and uh, host uh, Carrington Harrison. As uh, this week, uh, as they open up the conversation, uh, Mahomes did something interesting uh, leading into the game against the Chargers. He walked in, now he is a Texas Tech alum, he walked in wearing a Texas Tech Adidas shirt. Now, what's interesting about that is Texas Tech is not an Adidas school. Their apparel partnership is uh, with Under Armour. Well, Adidas has come in and they've signed Texas Tech and Mahomes is an Adidas athlete. So uh, that kind of brings it all together. And it just it continues to show the world that we're living in right now where athletes are getting uh, so much more control from a business perspective in things that they are doing. Mahomes evidently was involved in the deal between Adidas and uh, Texas Tech. And as he uh, opened up his conversation with uh, Carrington Harrison, he talked about that deal and how involved he'll be uh, with Adidas as they put together the uh, Texas Tech apparel package. Yeah, I'm gonna try to be pretty uh, pretty hands on. Um, I want to uh, obviously help out with the jerseys and help them pick out the jerseys and and everything like that. And then some of the the memorabilia merch type stuff where people can wear around. I want to have in, input on that as well. So um, it, it's gonna be really cool and collaborative with not only me and Adidas but Texas Tech. And I want to hear the fans and what they want and try to bring back some of the iconic looks that uh, Texas Tech has. So Travis obviously lost one of those friendly wagers where he had to wear the Iowa State mascot head. Have you ever been in one of those bets before? What's the worst thing that you've ever had to do because Texas Tech lost? 
Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I actually still owe Josh Allen uh, something that uh, that he's supposed to be sending me, but he hasn't sent it me to send it to me yet. So until he sends me what I'm supposed to wear for Wyoming being Texas Tech this year, uh, I, I'm not going to do it. So uh, that's the only thing that I've, I've ever done where I've uh, had a friendly wager where I've lost to Texas Tech. Okay, so you guys got Buffalo later on in the season. So this is something that we got to be watching for, right? Yeah, y'all definitely, definitely something that everybody needs to watch for. I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe. Maybe he'll forget, or he won't realize that uh, that they won. So, and then it past the year, you can't do it anymore. So, uh, once the season's over, the, 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 I don't have to do anything else. Right now, we're talking to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show today. It sounds odd to say, but you guys are like a quiet six and one. I'm sure you've heard all the conversations about the offense and red zone issues. How do you kind of feel about where you guys are and how you're playing, and the fact that I do kind of think you guys are still flying in under the radar. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're playing good football. Um, obviously, I think we can continue to get better and better, and I think we will continue to get better and better. But I think the biggest thing is you try to build throughout the season. You try to learn from your mistakes and get better at the things you, that you're really good at. Um, and I know it sounds like coach speak, but that's what you have to do, especially with a young football team, and that's what we did last year. And we're trying to do that again this year. And um, we're luckily we're winning these games. Our defense is playing great. Special teams is playing great. And offense is getting better and better each and every week. So, uh, we'll continue to build and, and try to continue to stack wins as long as possible. You and I have talked a lot about complementary football. How good does it feel to know that you do have a defense that you can rely on and depend on? The defense still hasn't allowed more than 21 points, and you and I both know in this league, if you can hold teams under 21 points consistently, you are going to win a lot of games. How does it feel to know that you have a defense that everybody can rely on? Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. I mean, the defense, the way they're playing – against some good football teams and good offenses and the way they're able to kind of shut the door and, and uh, really br- uh, bring it to get us good field position and everything like that. I mean, it, it is it's special, and uh, I'm excited to, to have that on my team. Um, and those guys are just getting better. They're all still young. They're all still playing hard. Uh, they're all still learning, and we have the depth that we can rotate guys in, and they, they have a role in the team as well. And so um, definitely, like, in the second half, when we have a little bit of struggles with an offense and they're able to get us the ball back over and over, um, it's uh, definitely uh, something that I'd like to have. One positive from the game from the defensive side and then one negative. Let's start with the positive. Charles Amenu, who I thought was dominant in the game, he had a sack. He forced a interception late in the game. How good is it to have him join you guys' team? I know he was unable to play in the first six games of the season, but he certainly made his impact felt whenever he returned. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, we, we signed Charles in the offseason to come in and make that impact, and he saw it uh, firsthand right away. And so um, I think he'll continue to get better and better uh, as he continues to get game ready. We're missing those six weeks. Uh, you kind of lose some of those reps, and I think they kind of are patiently putting them in more and more. Um, and so it's going to be cool to have him because, I mean, just when you put him, Chris, uh, Mike, Dana, all those guys, George, all on the same defensive line and pass rush situations, it's going to be tough for, for defense, I mean, for offensive lines to, to deal with. And so um, being able to do that as well as rotate, the, rotate them in through first, second down, it gives us a lot of depth in that D-line. So on to the negative side, Nick Bolton, we just got the news that he dislocated his wrist and had surgery today. Sounds like he's going to be out for a couple of months for you guys. What kind of impact does he have? What kind of impact do you think that's going to have on the team? Yeah, no, I mean, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Um, and he's a leader on our team. Um, so it'll definitely be an impact, but uh, luckily for us, we have depth and guys are going to step up. And Drew and the games where Nick didn't play stepped up this last time, and as well as well as Leo and Willie and all those linebackers that we have. Um, and so I'm sure they'll be able to hold it down. And then 
once Nick gets back, uh, whenever that is, uh, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, he'll be able to slide right back in because I know he'll take care of his body and he'll stay on top of everything. And so that's the luxury that uh, Beach and Spags and they've done of building this defense is that um, when a great player like Nick Bolton goes out, we got guys that can step up and try to fill the role as best they can um, and keep the defense going. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes for a couple more minutes here, recapping yesterday's win over the Los Angeles Chargers. One thing that I've always appreciate just watching your career is how happy you are when other people have success, whether it's a guy on defense, whether it's in the preseason. You always seem genuinely happy when your guys have success. Whenever McColl had that big return, you are jumping up on the sideline. How cool was it to know what he's gone through in this early part of the season, not being able to play, being on another team, and now coming back and making that kind of impact in his first game back? Yeah, I think it's I think you understand in this in, a, in the NFL, this league's hard. It's hard to have success in this league, no matter where where you come from or how you start or how you've been. And, um, and that's why I'm always so excited for my teammates and they get the opportunity to have success in the game. And um, I don't take it for granted. And for McColl, I mean, I know how talented he is. And I mean, it, it was how the beginning part of his season went. I mean, you could have got your head down, and that could have been something that really hurt his career. But the moment he got back here in Kansas City, you could see that he wasn't going to let that affect him. He was going to do whatever he could to help us win football games. And so I was excited for him to have a big moment so soon and uh, hopefully just keep him rolling and he'll make a positive impact in this season uh, as the season goes on. What kind of impact does he add to you guys' offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously you see the speed. Um, he's going to help us stretch the field uh, vertically, but also horizontally. And uh, we'll be able to utilize his strengths. And uh, even on the one where I missed Mark Webb and I could I threw it to him, I could have got the ball out further. I think I could have still gotten the, the touchdown to McColl. So, just kind of keep him building that chemistry that we, we had previously. Um, and uh, I'm sure he'll make an impact on this offense the speed that he has. I don't know if you got a chance to soak in the moment, but the crowd really seemed to embrace McColl in that moment. And you could really sense that fans were happy that McColl was back and realizes the role that he's played in helping you guys win in the past and obviously what he could help you guys do moving forward. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, Peace Kingdom is special like that. Um, they truly appreciate everybody that has been a part of this team and – uh, I think you see that when guys come back from other teams and they're there, and then you see when they come back to the Chiefs is that we, we open them. I mean, they welcome with open arms and they love them up, um, and that's just the, how it is. Being at Arrowhead and having the, the Chiefs kingdom behind you is that you know you have a support system that's going to believe in, believe in you until the very end. I got a couple more questions here for Patrick Mahomes, and we'll get him out of here. First off is you just talked about how hard this league is, and you remember you know when a lot of things were new early on in your career, and obviously you've had great success. How cool is it to see what Rice is doing and how every single week he's growing and making plays for you guys every single week? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's really cool. He, uh, I mean, just uh, he's a special when he catches the football and he's able to make stuff happen in the open in open space and, in tough, and make tough catches. Um, and he's really learning. I think that's the biggest thing is he's taking in from the veteran guys, uh, guys like uh, Mark Webb and guys like Travis. He listens to them. He learns from them. Um, and and he, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. And so we'll, we'll keep pushing them to get better and better. We'll keep giving them more and more stuff to go out there and execute. Um, but uh, he, he's a good football player that, uh, that loves it, and that's always the start. And now it's what those skills and talent show. I'm curious how weird it is, and I don't know, maybe you've been in this situation. I'm trying to think back to the schedule, that you guys play a team twice in three weeks. That just seems kind of odd, especially a team that you know so well like Denver. What kind of advantage, disadvantage does that get for you to play a team so quickly again? Um, I would say the, the, the advantage is that it's fresh in your mind. I mean, I'm just starting watching the film. 
uh, you knock out some of the games, like the game against us, and then the game that they played this last week against the Packers, and then you're just like, man, I've watched their entire season already. So you're familiar with uh, you're familiar with what they uh, what they do and and everything like that. But now it's how can you execute? I mean, obviously they did it. They had a good game plan against us this last week uh, or that last week that we played them. So we had to find ways to execute against that, and knowing that they're going to have some wrinkles, and so. Um, the disadvantage is obviously that they're, we're fresh on their mind as well, so they understand they already have a game plan in, um, but they're going to have adjustments. And so uh, it's just a battle. When you play these division opponents, man, it's always a battle. And it goes, comes down to the end, and um, they're playing better and better as the season goes on. And so we are going to come out and play our best football to win. Last question here. I know you've seen the video right now are between your wife and Taylor Swift and them having a handshake. What are the tips for having your own handshake? And how many people do you have a handshake with? Because I know athletes. You got like 20 of these things memorized. Yeah, I, I need to talk to Travis because me and Travis don't even have a handshake yet. So, I mean, they're ahead of the game on us. Um, so, I'm about to get in. The, we're going to get on the whiteboard and me and Travis are going to figure out a handshake um, so that we can try to one-up theirs. All right, next week, whenever Travis scores, I, I need you and Travis to have a secret handshake, all right? Yeah, we're, we're going to work on it. We'll get it ready for you. And that's Patrick Mahomes joining us on the show. I appreciate being able to uh, play that for you as uh, that's Patrick Mahomes, our weekly conversation that we uh, provide for you here at KMOX. St. Louis is home for the Chiefs. They match up against the Broncos again this Sunday, 325 kickoff. Big Sunday sports day here on KMOX. We'll have the Chiefs at 325, and then we'll have City, their matchup, uh, 9 o'clock that night. Might be against Kansas City, might be against San Jose. One more break. We'll come back. Hancock and Kelly are in the house. We'll get a preview of their show tonight, and we'll talk through uh, a few different things with them as well. That's up next. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. As soon as my rap started going down, 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 left on the schoolyard as soon as I tried. The official theme song of Hancock and Kelly. Late night with Hancock and Kelly. Yeah, in service tonight, and they uh they're making their way into the studio. A little early here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. They'll be with you officially from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Fellas, always good to see you. Hello, Matthew. It's all good. You know, we do politics, you do sports. And then we try to kind of bring it together so we're gonna, here. I've got the perfect bridge. Tonight. Okay. A little uh, presidential baseball trivia oh for my. you, Matt Paul. How, right. are, how are you on politics? I'm okay. How are you on history? Uh, not not great, all right. but we'll see. All right. So, PJ over here has already spoiled the party. Yes. Uh, Matt Pajeski, our excellent producer. But uh, we'll start with an easy one. For okay. You. So the first pitch thrown out by the President of the United States mm-hmm. happened many times throughout the history of our country. Who was the first president to throw out a first pitch Ooh. at a Major League Baseball game? <clears throat> well, I think Paulie already told us the answer, didn't he? Which was? William Howard Taft. William Howard Taft, that is correct. Well, okay, was he? Because oh, he's also the one who's responsible for, for the, the seventh, seventh inning, inning stretch. stretch. He would... also got stuck in the bathtub in the White House. Hmm. Huh. He was a big one, William <laughs> Howard Taft. He's also... Like, like how big was he? He was 300 400? and... Wow. I mean, he makes Donald Trump look like uh, Charles Atlas. 220 or whatever he, uh, he was. So, but he was also the only person in the history of the country to be president of the United States... And Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So we've seen the presidents throwing out the first pitch, Matt. They're in the stands and, you know, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, who was 
disabled uh, threw it out, and they, they've all thrown it out. The first president who threw out a first pitch from the field. Any guesses? Anyone? Gerald Ford. That was close but incorrect. Nixon. <laughs> really? Well, no. Richard Nixon on the mound with a three-piece suit on? <laughs> Didn't happen. Okay. Didn't happen that way. It's a little more recent than that. Yeah, well, Kennedy would, threw it out here in Bush Stadium, but he was uh, in the stands. In the stands. Yeah, so, yeah. they were they, all in it the must stands. Be, uh, it must be Jimmy Carter. He did not. Eisenhower? Reagan? He did not. Well, who is it then? William Jefferson Clinton. Really? The first president to throw the first pitch from the mound. (laughs) There was a hot chick. The only president president who has ever thrown out a first pitch for a strike. Oh, that'd be W. That's right. Obama never got one? I guess Obama would have been after. He threw it here in St. Louis. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't a strike. Because remember, he always had the White Sox thing on. He he had the cold girl. I mean, no. It was George. I don't know if you're right about that. Listen, Uh, W's pitch on September 11th. Don't challenge me on presidential trip. It was an awesome pitch. It was. It was a strike. That whole two weeks, uh, really, I mean, made him presidential. So there you go. Uh, and that was impressive. Um, but I don't think that Obama was a bad athlete. I think he threw the ball over the... Uh, he plays basketball a lot. You no, know, he's a good yeah. basketball player. I'll give him that. He cannot throw a baseball. Wait, Go did, back and look. Did he cannot Gerald throw a baseball. Ford play football? Or did he, he was he a center for the University of Michigan. There's one president who was clearly head and shoulders above every other president as a baseball player. George W. No, George Bush Sr., George Herbert Walker Bush. He was at Yale, yeah. right? First yeah. baseman for Yale. He's yeah. got a very famous photograph of him in his Yale uniform uh, with Babe Ruth on oh, the field. really? Yeah. yeah. Is baseball the most presidential sport? No question about it. Either uh, that or golf. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Yeah. But is golf really a sport? Yes. Maybe the yeah. maybe the most one of the most uh, one of the top three most famous I mean, it's athletes a, it's on the planet is a golfer. It's a pastime. It's an activity. See now, I I grew up in growing up in St. Louis. Yeah. The first sports talk radio host that yeah. I really remember yeah. is Kevin Slayton. Oh, I wow. I <laughs> my love for sports radio is actually like built <laughs> upon my dad picking me up in the car and Kevin Slayton being on yeah. the radio yeah. uh, back in his heyday. When did you start therapy to get rid of that stuff? Uh, yeah, I am as different of a sports broadcaster yes, yes, as, Tim, yes, as Kevin yes. Slayton. I'll tell you what, though, about Slayton. Uh, you used to go to the Blues games in the late 70s, early 80s, and if the Blackhawks were in town, you could almost guarantee there would be a fight in the parking lot after the game, and Kevin Slayton would be in the middle of it. Well, that doesn't surprise <laughs> Every me. Every single time. His thing was always for it to be a sport it has to have a ball and a defense. Yes. Right. Yes. So under that category, if we, are, if we are going to invoke the name of, of okay. Kevin Slayton, which is the first time I believe I've but, said his name here on but, this show. But yeah. water polo is. Then. Yes, of yes. course it is. <laughs> How would water polo <laughs> not water be? Water volleyball. Gotta, have you ever? That's, water polo is a no, great sport. No, I'm with you. But My I mean, brother. Golf is, come on, guys. Like Golf is a worldwide sport. My, it's, a, it's an athletic competition, but is it a sport? every continent in the world. My brother. Was on the Berkeley Bulldogs water polo team. Really? Back in the uh, early 1970s. And they were playing Hancock, uh, the school district from South St. Louis. And my brother, Jay Hancock, turned around at his own goal 
and scored a goal for Hancock. <laughs> and I remember driving home on my, my mom and dad and my brother and, and me in the car, and he was uh, he was completely distraught. I, watching that sport, it's hard to believe. I mean, they're sitting there treading water, oh, holding, the, oh, yeah. and Tough. the fact that they can put so much totally. on those throws. I spent a weekend once broadcasting water a polo. conference tournament nice. of water polo at the collegiate level. Uh, the Air Force Academy was hosting it when I worked at Air Force. And, I mean, it's just incredible oh. what they do from athletic oh, perspective. And, and do you have any idea what is taking place under the water? Very quick moving legs. No, no. Oh, when oh, the guys are close each to each other. other? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's it's some violence. It well, is hold on, we very violent. You, you were out in Colorado Springs. I spent six years there. Wow. Is uh, there a prettier setting for football than no? Than the it's Air wonderful. And I was the bro- I broadcast Air Force Academy men's basketball for six years. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, we don't have time now. I'll tell you some yeah, stories sometimes. We got all kinds of time. We uh, everywhere we traveled. Not everywhere. But most of the time we traveled on military air. So I've been up in. C-17s and KC-135s wow. and C-130s. It was one of the I coolest things. To like to talking to Colonel stadium. Jeff McCausland yeah. over here. And uh, Air Force football this year, they're undefeated. They're in the top 25. Yeah. They just they How sunk long? Navy this past weekend. How so. long has it been since one of the academies was in the top 25? Got to be the 50s or 40s, I mean, right? every once in a while you'll see a team pop in and then they're generally yeah. out pretty quick. But uh, Air Force is legit this year. Last Heisman Trophy winner from one of the academies. Anyone? I'm out. Yeah, who? PJ? Come on. Oh, come on, PJ. We're about out of town here. Time. Mm. Nobody. Roger Staubach. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Last Heisman Trophy winner uh, with uh, whoever he's with. All right. That's Hancock and Kelly. That's my girl's music there. Who's this, that? This is the official That's Taylor. Thing. Oh, it is. Is this Taylor Swift? I don't even know that. She I needs to lose that. You that, existed. that red lipstick. Nothing but Taylor Swift bumper music tonight <laughs> for Hancock and Kelly. They're on the way next. I'll talk to you tomorrow for another Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Got out some popcorn as soon as my rep started going. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.